Good morning. Jesus is alive. Yeah, he is. I know we've been saying that already this service, but we're just going to say it again. Say it with me. Jesus is alive. And here's the problem. I only have a short time to speak about that with you. I mean, there are so many amazing things we could speak about and consider and celebrate about the resurrection of Jesus. Some of you know that um, probably my favorite Tim Keller quote is where he says, the resurrection of Jesus is the hinge upon which the story of the world pivots, which is to say that it is like right at the center of what this world is all about, the resurrection of Jesus. And we just have a short time to speak about it. So boys and girls, grown-ups, we better strap in because we are going to need to go fast, like shake and bake fast. So the YouTube people, the sort of clever talking YouTube people tell you that you should really just have one point if you're going to uh, if you're going to have a short video like this. But but when it comes to the resurrection of Jesus, I just couldn't keep myself just to one point from Luke chapter 24. You see, resurrection means God's life is bursting out with a measurable blessing. So I don't know about a measurable blessing, but I want this sermon to burst out with awesome truth about Jesus being alive. So we have not one, not two, not three, not four, but five awesome things about God's resurrection. And you are welcome. You can know they're true because they all start with P. <laughs> That's not how you know they're true. You know they're true if they're in here, right? So yeah, I, I know that. But follow along, Luke chapter 24, and genuinely, uh, there is some awesome stuff for us just to reflect on briefly uh, this morning from Luke chapter 24. First thing is this, Jesus' resurrection brings peace. So in Luke chapter 24, Jesus has risen from the dead. He's appeared to Mary Magdalene and some other women. He's appeared to two disciples who are taking a journey. Uh, and then it, they go back to Jerusalem to tell Jesus' friends that they've seen him alive. And then it says this in verse 36. As they, the, the travelers and the other disciples, as they were talking about these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, peace to you. Peace to you. The first thing he says to his friends, even though just a few days ago they had abandoned him, even though Jesus had told them what was going to happen, but they had still cowered away in fear, even though they'd actually heard that Jesus had risen from the dead, here they're still frightened. I mean, you might think that Jesus would be mad with them, but he comes and speaks peace to them. What is it to know the peace of God? Do you know the peace of God isn't a feeling that, that comes and goes, but it's about the plan that God has always had for this world. Inside God's heart is perfect peace, perfect wholeness, perfect bliss, harmony, together, justice, beauty, and more inside God's heart. And when he created the world, it came from that place. It was an overflow of God's heart. And especially when he made you and I and every single person in this world, we were made in God's image to live within that harmony and that peace and that closeness of relationship from which God created this world. But the story of the scriptures is that we turned our backs on God. We pushed him away. We went our own way. The Bible calls that sin. And therefore, we, we turned our backs on all those beautiful things that God wanted for us. So instead of harmony and peace, we ended up with death and destruction. But the good news of the Bible is that God did not give up on us. 
That's why Jesus came. Jesus came to take all those horrible things upon himself, death, evil, destruction, sin, the punishment for sin. He took it upon himself so that we wouldn't have to. He takes our sin so that we can have his perfect peace again, that wholeness, that closeness with God, that sharing in his heart and all that comes with that. And that's what Jesus is speaking to his disciples when he says, peace to you. Through Jesus' death and resurrection, God is bringing his peace. And you can know that even now. You can live in and share in that peace. And you can know that one day God's peace will reign over the earth. So Jesus' resurrection brings God's peace. Secondly, Jesus' resurrection brings presence. I don't mean I don't mean presents with a T at the end, although this, like, this is like way better than the best birthday present you could ever receive. But, but the resurrection brings God's presence, his, his nearness, his closeness, God himself. Even after Jesus spoke peace to them, the disciples were still frightened. We can relate to that, right? We can know that Jesus is alive in our hearts. We can see evidence of that in the lives of individuals or in the way that his church is growing around the world. But even if we believe that, we can still be frightened. So Jesus comes close to them. Verse 38, he said to them, why are you troubled? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet, that is, I myself, touch me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And then it goes on to say that he asks for something to eat and he gets some fish and he enjoys this fish before his disciples. What's the, what's the point of all that? The point of that is that Jesus is alive. Like, really alive. It's, Jesus is not an idea. Jesus is not a philosophy, a, a code of behaviours by which we should live our lives. But God's Son is a person. Yes, he's fully God, but, but he's a person. He's alive now and he is in heaven. And the Bible wants us to know that physical presence with God is important. Physical presence is important. We can know and see and feel that just now, like um, think earlier when you saw Colin Ross on the screen, whatever screen you were looking at, did you not just wish that you were there in the same room with them so you could give them a big hug? <laughs> Some folk have said that when they've seen these videos from different folk in the church, they're just like, oh, I just want to give you a hug. And it's probably true for Colin Ross as well. Certainly true for Connie, Yasmin, others. Colin, we love you. We would, I'll give you a big hug soon, my bro. Um, presence is important. Screens are fine, but we miss being with one another. And Jesus here, after he's risen, wants people to know this isn't just some spiritual story. I'm real. I'm with you. I like eating fish. Jesus wants his disciples to know. Hillview and Kintor, one day we will be back together. I'm not sure if we're going to eat fish, but I hope we'll eat something. I think a big party will be called for. When it's safe, when it's the right time, we will celebrate together. 
But even in that celebration, that will be nothing compared to the celebration we will have one day with the risen Jesus. All our enjoyment of presence just now points towards our final and full enjoyment of the presence of God with us, where Jesus is going to share his food with us in his great banqueting feast one day in the new heavens and the new earth. And we'll know presence with him right there with us because he's alive. Bring it on. So resurrection brings peace. Resurrection brings presence. Thirdly, resurrection brings perception. I know what you're thinking. He was really struggling with his thesaurus skills at this point. But the word perception, this is what it means. The ability to see, hear, or become aware of something through the senses. To understand something. It's amazing that we can understand awesome stuff about God, that God has truth that he wants to share with us. And he shares that truth with us through our ears as we hear his word. He shares that truth with us through our eyes as we read his word and in other ways too. But that's special enough for just now. We can see God's kindness in that, right? That God has shown us who he is, that we can become aware of who he is and what he's doing in this world. But we need help for that, don't we? Can anyone relate to verse 41? It says there, while they still disbelieved for joy and were marveling. What does that mean? They disbelieved for joy. I don't really know fully what that means, but I can kind of relate to it. When I think of all that God has done, it's so amazing that I'm full of joy, but I can barely get my head around it to the point where I end up marveling. I am in wonder. The NLT, the New Living Translation, puts it like this. They stood there in disbelief, filled with joy and wonder. I love that mix, in one sense disbelief, but in one sense not, because they're full of joy and wonder what's going on. Can we not relate to that? But Jesus in his resurrection power doesn't leave us in that place of bewilderment. Listen to what happens. Verse 44, it says, Jesus said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And this is what we pray every time we come to God's word, that he would open our minds to understand that we might see Jesus for who he truly is. It's God who helps us understand his story. That's understanding it. He doesn't just help us, but he makes it possible for us to truly embrace the story of God. It takes faith for us to believe that Jesus is alive. And that faith, the scriptures say, is a gift that comes from God. When we receive faith, our minds are opened to understand who Jesus is, to see him for who he truly is. Even today, God can show you new, wonderful things about Jesus. Why? Because he's alive. He's active in this world. The resurrection brings peace. The resurrection brings presence, brings perception helps us understand what is true fourthly the resurrection means proclamation that is somebody thinking what does proclamation means that is when you proclaim something I'll, I'll i'll say more than what does that mean to proclaim something means to speak to announce to declare something 
And to do that publicly, when you do that, then you are proclaiming. So, for example, if you were going to do a sponsored walk over a long distance and you shouted that reality from the rooftops, I would walk 500 miles. That would be you being a proclaimer. No, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. The resurrection brings proclamation. Listen to what Jesus says in verse 46. He opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. Jesus is saying that, that if we turn from our own ways and come home to God, that's what it means to repent, that if we do that, that God will forgive us from our sins, for our sins, and that that is news that has to be shared. That should be proclaimed publicly. And Easter Sunday is a great day for us to do that. Jesus is alive. Say it with me. Jesus is alive. We need to proclaim that news. It's gone from Jerusalem right round the world to wherever you're watching this just now. And, and through the miracle of things like YouTube, right now that news is going around the world until we are praying for the day. And we know it'll come when every nation will hear this great news. We've got to share it because Jesus is alive. We're, we're witnesses, it says in verse 48 of that truth, that Jesus is alive. So resurrection means peace, means presence, means perception, means proclamation that we speak this out. And finally, resurrection means power. So verse 49 says, behold, I am sending the promise, get a double portion, the, the promise of power. <laughs> Behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Jesus is alive and Jesus is reigning in authority in heaven just now, at the right hand of the Father in heaven. But that does not mean that we are alone. He sent us his spirit the very presence of Jesus fully with us in our hearts, moving among us, binding us, tying us together as his people, letting us share in his power for his purposes in this world. We can receive that gift from the Father in heaven. God doesn't just give us peace to get by, but God gives us his power to share in, to participate in his purposes in this world so that God's work will come to completion. He even uses people like you and me only as we know the power of the Holy Spirit working in and through us. What a gift. Dear friends, Jesus is alive. He is bringing his peace. He desires presence with his people. He's helping us perceive, understand, be bewildered by and accept the truth of who he is. He's using us to proclaim that truth, to share it. This is news worth sharing, how I need to. We need to pray for God's help to do that. And we know that when we pray for it, we will receive it. Because lastly, resurrection means God's power. He is sending the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit, 
stay there until you receive that power for the blessing of all the earth so that this beautiful story of God can continue and come to completion. What a God. Receive him, celebrate him, and share and proclaim him this awesome day that Jesus is alive. He is working his purposes out. May he continue to do that in me and in you, in his church across this world, for the glory of his name, Lord Jesus, we ask it. And we ask it in the risen, powerful, beautiful name of Jesus our Lord. Amen.